Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen, and we read their scripts. Today, Christian Duguay has never seen Godfather 3. But he rewrote it, and we read his script, and it's just so fun. I mean, it is incredibly. It, the script is amazing. We have such a fun time. Uh, you know, it's it's a complete blast. Uh, I, Christian is the host of a podcast that I am obsessed with, called Valley Heat. Valley Heat podcast is about the Rancho Equestrian District in Burbank, California. It is just this incredible, scripted, bizarre, hilarious, weird world podcast it's just an, it kind of impossible to describe unless you listen to it it's about this guy doug who is an insurance adjuster uh who's trying to figure out who's using his trash can as uh uh someone's using his trash can to distribute drugs it's all this weird neighborhood stuff i i can't even describe it go listen to valleyheatpodcast.com but christian is on here he's never seen godfather three but he rewrote it he loves one he loves two and we have a fun time. Uh, comedian Phil Morris joins us as well for the first time, and he is incredibly hilarious as well. Just a super fun script and a super fun time. We are in a, uh, this is not in the new studio. We recorded this in the influx space in Altadena, California. So we got, you know, maybe a little bit different with the production, with the sound, and so we're just kind of in office that we are temporarily in. I, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the show. If you are around Ohio, I'm actually there for the Rubber City Comedy Festival this weekend. Um, and I will be performing in Akron, I think technically right outside of Akron, rubbercitycomedyfestival.com or kyleayers.com. You can figure that stuff out uh, Saturday. So I'm doing a show Saturday, which I believe is the 6th. And I got a couple shows of Bow Straddle, and I'm headlining a stand-up show that night. Not a lot of other headlining events but anyways if you go to rubbercitycomedyfestival.com and just scroll down you'll see my face click on it you can get tickets it's saturday the 6th um and if you're in los angeles which you know i hope you we i ran a movie trivia night with a group called secret movie club and i'll be running another one of those may 22nd it's a monday it is movie trivia sorta so we do some movie trivia we also do never seen it games we played some before and afters, I got some visual stuff, and we do some subjective trivia questions as well. Stuff like, what's Jared Leto's email address? Which author do you wish got miseried? Things like that. And we have a special guest judge come and hang out with us. It was so much fun. We, it was just so cool, and I'm excited that they're letting us run another one. You can get tickets at secretmovieclub.com, or once again, kyleairs.com for that. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Christian Duguay has never seen The Godfather Part 3, but we read his script. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. I actually ran into a um, cornfield. When I was a kid, we went to the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Um, 
Was the team still there? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Madonna and her women team took it over because of the war. I don't get. I, she was I, in the League of Their Own. I, Remember that? Sorry, I didn't. That's get okay. Re- I'm bad with uh, references. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thank you. It's not good for comedy to not have no, any no, references ready or to understand them. Don't text. I like him how you're honestly. You just said I don't get that. I don't. I don't, I'm I don't. Sorry, I just didn't. I, sometimes I laugh though. I mean, I'm not always honest. <laughs> So, I would love but it. I was honest about that. You were. I liked it. <laughs> I would love an improviser who's like, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. The entire every scene, like, what are you trying to say? Can we? That's, do- that's <laughs> really funny. That's almost like a funny sketch that you would put up at an improv. I don't. Can you theater. explain the joke? Let's start. Let's start over. Is this right. a callback? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, I was, I feel like that's not yes ending. Just says it in the middle <laughs> of the scene. When I was probably like ten years old, we went to the Field of Dreams set, which is a national park in Iowa in Dyersville, is it and where it's they pretty shot cool. It? it is where, and it's the whole field and the house, and yeah. it's pretty cool. Ke- and Kevin Costner lives there, Kev- unfortunately, <laughs> and um, he actually lives on the Dances with Wolves set. <laughs> <laughs> he lived on the Waterworld set, but because of climate change, it's now the Dances with Wolves he set. He rides a horse around with that flag planted. Uh, they let you play baseball, and it's all free, That's and they fun. have bats and balls and gloves you can use. And I, my dad hit one out into the corn, and I ran into it not knowing that corn is very sharp. They don't tell you? They don't. They're there's no signs. Children that it's are like, like razor sharp. Not only do they not tell you, I think like two employees' jobs are to laugh at you. Because <laughs> you just get a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> and then you run back in. But my favorite part about the uh, Field of Dreams park is it's free to go to the baseball field. It's free to play baseball. All that's free. And we did like a pickup game. It's just, con- you know, people are to goof around. Then the house is a museum to the movie that you can pay to go in. It's owned by someone else. Mm-hmm. And the, you're there on the field, and they're like, you guys want to go to the house? And everyone's like, not really. Fucking no. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean the house where they had conversations? Yeah. You guys could come up here and wow. see where they watched the movie. <laughs> this is the cup he drinks. I know. It's exactly like, you want to go see where Kevin Costner had coffee? <laughs> or do you want to play baseball? <laughs> it's just like one, like like go a barker, you know what I mean? Is like out there, like, yeah. if you like the field, you're going to love. We got pictures of the field in there. <laughs> it's so... That's great. It's so... I've always thought, like, if they had, like, a, you could tour, like, the set of Titanic, you know? Mm-hmm. And the boat is free. And then someone's like, you want to go see the room where they played cards at the beginning? <laughs> This boat's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. The boat is free. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see the factory where they made the Model T that they had sex in? <laughs> Anyways, you get a lot of cuts running into corn. Yeah. Cool. I do like, I think a good uh, list of movies would be movies where the alien's biggest vulnerability is somehow plentiful on Earth. Mm-hmm. I Like signs, they're allergic to water. Yeah. And they didn't think of that. They were like, oh, wait, this planet is mostly the thing that we Almost will kill exclusively. Us. And if you love, if you're allergic to water, you're going to hate what inhabits the planet because they're mostly that too. Yeah, that's true. And then, but if you walk through a cornfield that probably has like dew on it and stuff, some you're impervious for some reason. I, yeah, I guess those aliens, I imagine those cuts would have been really bad. It's like an allergy if I it's mean, just a little cut. What if it's just kind of humid? Don't they at least have an allergic reaction? Right, in the morning. <laughs> he, he's, he cannot <laughs> inhale or he sneezes. And we can't do this in the South. <laughs> Florida's out of the question. We, we got an Arizona, Texas. Right. <laughs> Even Texas some can't get Houston every few years. What is War of the Worlds? They get that one, they don't they could just get a cold. I swear I thought that it was water also. In it might have been something with like Well, it was that the one where it was uh Morgan Freeman? He's the one thing that no, that when they zeroes in on the water, is that science? That's no, not science. Or which one is Morgan Freeman in? I didn't know he was in an alien movie. I don't oh, know. he was. But there Shawshank. Was, well, what was? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> the, at the end, where he's allergic to water, alien, yet he no, puts remember his in hands on like All the aliens were allergic to water in Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a lot of movies where the aliens' biggest vulnerability is like, all right, well, what if we breathe at them? I'm like, did they not think of it? What's yeah. in Mars Attacks? They're allergic to uh, uh, one artist's music. Hmm. Very, I don't remember I who mean, it was. Was that wacky. Michael Douglas? No, that's an actor. Kirk Douglas. Kirk. <laughs> They're allergic to Kirk <laughs> Douglas standing up at the end of Spartacus. <laughs> if we hear one name five times, our heads explode. 
Um, I didn't mind the alien defaults. I still think Signs is a great movie. I like so, Signs. I just I enjoyed Signs, and I really liked the. Yeah, I liked so much of it. I just really didn't like that uh, the mm-hmm. swing away with the water. Cheesy as hell. Yeah, and I mean, water. They were walking through cornfields. Slim yeah. Whitman, you're, you're all about the do, aren't you? I really, I think about it all the time. I actually think about that all the time. <laughs> I, I'll just be sitting in traffic, and I'll go, he's walking through cornfields. It's covered in dew. I yeah. just now understood why it's called Mountain Dew. Why is that? Oh, yeah. Because it's supposed to be like the dew from, it sounds like a beer type. I mean, really, honestly, it's a great name. It is a good name. Yeah. And it's just taken by. That's what dew on a mountain tastes Andy like. Sanford is this comedian from Atlanta. And he has a joke where he's just like, he's like, I love Mountain Dew, but at some age, you're just too old to be walking around with a green drink. Yeah. <laughs> he's Neon like, you, green. He's like, you just can't be 34. And they're like, is that Mountain Dew code red? Like, you just can't have a bottle no. of red liquid. Yeah, it really is. It really is a specific type of person. You could do yeah. a smoothie if it's green, but if it's one liquid and yeah. it's green, you can't do it. <laughs> is yeah. that a, did you infuse Mountain Dew into your, like, kale green drink to get away with it? <laughs> well, it doesn't Mountain Dew have the most it has the most caffeine, or at least it, it did. It is at intense. One point. There was surge for a little bit. Oh, that, isn't that like illegal? Surge was banned. What? What? It was surge. Surge was just was Mountain Dew with more. Man, oh, I, really? But it was a lemon lime drink that I remember. I was in elementary school when it came out, so it was very much like a. Oh my God, you're going to get a surge from the machine. It really yeah. does sound like a heart attack. Yeah, I remember being on vacation and my family rented a boat and my brother and his friends were drinking Surge and my dad was like, this is enough! And he poured it off the boat into the water. <laughs> like poured this, it comically off the edge of the yeah, boat. Yeah. All the fish he are just losing their minds. The boat was very narrow and his, his hands... <laughs> was were, that a jet we were, ski? We were on a canoe. He stood up in a canoe <laughs> and he poured it on each side. Yeah. It was a catamaran and unfortunately we tipped over to one side. I, yeah, it That's is, how much head you had. It was my brother and his friend Aaron King. And Shout what, out! But what did? Uh, wh- why did he reach his wits end? Like what they were just frantic. They were hopping up and down, and I think. I mean, I think it is almost <laughs> uh, crazy. It's down. like you have Adderall. <laughs> you know, like kids. Kids <laughs> don't hop up and down. <laughs> it's Adderall. You're drinking Adderall. Yeah. Adderall will probably be the prescription medication that we look back on when it is banned. It, Dude, they should call it like they should. They could call uh, Adderall Mountain Dew. I like what if, they, what if they're speed and then they start calling Adderall Speed Two Cruise Control? <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. It gets weird. It makes you really good at boats. <laughs> and then they have an alternative. They call heroin the Devil's Advocate. They're all just Keanu Reeves movies. <laughs> is he in the Devil's Advocate? Was I don't think he's in Speed Two either. Is he? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Speed or Devil's Speed Advocate no. is who? Al Pacino. Al Pacino, that's what I thought. He is in the Devil's Advocate. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see that. We could have done that one. Yeah. I, I'm i glad we're... Well, I guess we're doing a movie that Al Pacino might be in. We could start, start. Um, okay. This is Never Seen It. Oh, okay. I, we'll do a whole separate intro on my own. When so you, I, you don't want us to talk? I always claim to do a separate intro, and then once I have to get around to doing it, I'm like upset that I said I would do it. Yeah. Um, do you do it, though? I do it every time. Do you Do you need us to be quiet right no, now? No, this is fine. This is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. Okay. This is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. Today, having never seen The Godfather Part 3, is Christian Duguay. Thank you for being here, Christian. Thank you for having me. And joining us, I don't know if they've seen The Godfather Part 3 before. Uh, seen it once in high school. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not even going to say your name now that you know. <laughs> Phil Morris is also here as well. Thank you for being here, Phil. Thank you. Um, the Godfather is a movie that we've done on here a couple times for like the early ones. I've never seen any of the Godfathers. I honestly, this is a great podcast for you because just having talked to you for a half hour before we started this, it doesn't sound like you've ever seen any movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always be like, "Yeah, I don't have time to watch The Godfather." Well, rewatching Lost. Yeah. So the whole show are you more lost. Of a TV series? No, I hate it while I watch it. But I don't think funny. I enjoy content. Would you content. rewatch the entire series of Lost past I'll season skip around. four? Uh, I'll watch to like midway through season four, and then the last episode. There's an episode I remember when they're just the the, the season starts. The first episode, and there's a hole in the ground, and there's just mm-hmm. wires. And it's been like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it's like they're looking for the plot of the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it is, 
lost there might not have been a show where the good is so much better than the bad like the spectrum between good episodes and bad episodes of lost is like the godfather to what i assume the third god i loved it and i and honestly yeah I, i like making fun of those those last seasons but i did love it it I've never really watched a show because I do. I love Lost because the I still think the good parts made it worth watching all all the way through the first time I watched it. It really starts to feel like an improv group, but like <laughs> a couple of the good members got SNL halfway through season four, and they're still doing shows every week. I don't even remember what happens in the later seasons. I know I watched it, but yeah. I kind of hate watching it. I don't remember. There's just there, How many more groups could have been on the island the whole time? It's absolutely bananas that they didn't hear all of this going on. And they're like, oh, there's the, there's that camp of those people, too. Yeah. Like, really? It was a, it was a kind of disappointing reveal mm-hmm. that there was this other place. We never found yeah. out what the numbers meant, really, did we? No, nah, they meant uh, uh, internet chatter. <laughs> I think they just wanted people to talk. They also had such, that show had such good timing with like message boards becoming popular. Yeah, and everyone right. was able to like. Uh, it was a testament to week to week television, I guess I would say. If yeah. you binge Lost, it is half the show, as if you have to wait in between these episodes yeah, and talk to your friends, yeah. girlfriends about it. There was something about being furious at, about the cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, uh, Succession is doing a good job of week to week watching now. Yes. Mm. There really is just such a massive... I don't know the last thing I thought binging was better. I don't really binge a lot of television. Yeah, I like yeah. watching it with the gaps. Me I think it, everything benefits from... I, I binge-watched Review, and I don't think I missed out on a lot not talking about Andy Daly like trying to kill himself week to week or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess with those one-off... That show like one-off episodes that aren't. It's, no, it's linear, but oh, it's like it? a comedy. So it does, okay. I just think most dramas just really they, the room to breathe is helpful to me. It is because if you think about like these massive Netflix shows like Queen's Gambit, remember how big that was that week? Yes. Yeah. We that could have been six months of big. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're right. Uh, what was the other one where they all dot Squid Games? Yeah. Was so huge for a week. Yeah. But You're because right. everyone could watch it all in a week. It's over. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I have no more examples. So we should do something else. Those Those are we, let's, no, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. I don't know if you saw Cleo. Like, it's a German series. Oh, I, not only did I see Cleo, I called into Miss Cleo when I was growing up and ran up a two hundred and fifty dollars phone bill. Who was Miss, oh, Miss Cleo? Was a was a the G- fake Jamaican fortune, fortune teller. She, 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 oh wait, she was fake. fake? Oh yeah, oh, I didn't same. know that either. Look at that. What's the what's the scoop? That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> if you for for two dollars a minute, five dollars for the first minute, I'll tell you the rest of the story of Miss Cleo. Uh, <laughs> this is my podcast one nine hundred. He's Cleo. One nine hundred serial. Yeah. Where you have to call it and listen that way. Um, okay, The Godfather Part Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I've read the script to The Godfather. Have you guys read the book, The Godfather? No. no. Oh, it's very. It, there's. It's very sexual. Like the, really, the Mario Puzo guy. Really dives into the sex scenes. Like he's the author. He's the author. Like it do- sounds like if you gave me four minutes to come up with the author's name, just imagine. How, <laughs> I would have said. I would have said Mario Pizza, and I would have been wrong by one letter. <laughs> anybody who knows him or is related to him would be furious to hear that. Oh wait, he's the, he's the author. He's the guy that wrote it. Yeah, he's the father of this. I uh, in COVID's darker times on the internet, I think COVID was only bad for me. In COVID, I had a blast, dude. <laughs> yeah. I did I a, a, a live TV. stream where I read the script to The Godfather because I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I was gonna live read the whole script, and it's very long, and dude. you can only do so many Mario accents before your throat starts to hurt. You were doing every character, all of them. I was <laughs> reading the whole thing, and then wow. people started a campaign where they, for every dollar they paid, I had to skip a page, and then a little ways in, my mom got on and donated fifty dollars to end <laughs> it. That's great. <laughs> she goes, stop. 50 bucks. Stop. That's funny. And there was still like a Can we hear just an example of what it was like? You will. Oh, if, yeah. I, if I'm any of the characters in this, you will hear an example oh, of what okay. it's like. Um, Mario Pizza is pretty close. Mario Pizza is <laughs> Good. so close. Good. Better name. Um, All right. Okay. So so let's let's go ahead. Is there anything you want to like preconceived ideas? Anything you would like to give a precursor? Any other words that start with pre? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything to say. There's probably some typos in here. What did let's you find do? out what they are. What did you do to get into the mood to write the script? Ooh. Um, well, I listened to the soundtrack for a while. Mm-hmm. 
It's all the jokes I have about that. Oh, I was being serious. That was no, I didn't do anything. I just right. sat down and started writing. I wrote it on my phone. That's why there's probably the soundtrack to the Godfather Part Three is just a bunch of people talking about if they should rent parts one and two. Should we do it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys seen those out on Blu-ray yet? The Criterion Collection. <laughs> Uh, well, let's cast this thing up and let's read it. Your script here, Christian, for... Uh, I do, well, I should say that I love Godfather 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, you have I seen those. Them. Yeah, I love those movies. They're probably in my top five movies. But uh, I never saw 3. And it, I don't think... When I didn't see 3, it wasn't because at the time I didn't really think much about either mm-hmm. 1 or 2. But I just wasn't really that interested. So it wasn't out of principle. And it had been a while. Had it, wasn't it like 20 years past? when they? It was like in the 90s, right? Right. Yeah. This was the Phantom Menace of Godfathers. Yeah. Big old gap. And Jar Jar was also in this, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah, he was. That, I should have put him in here. No, that's okay. Actually. We Disney would sue us. I, that's, <laughs> that's the only true. person I'm worried about is Disney. Mm-hmm. Walt. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, he's a bastard. <laughs> he, he didn't freeze his head because he's anti-Semitic. He froze it because he wants residuals in the next century. <laughs> it's like wake me up in twenty-one fifty when I own it all. Uh, okay, so let's ca- you could cast this however you'd like, and um, if you'd like to read the wall to wall, the stage directions and things like that as read, well. Okay, should I read any of the parts or just yeah, the stage? You could read parts as well. It's whatever you okay, like. Okay, I'll read. Uh, I'll read the stage direction and I'll read uh, Michael. Okay. Okay. And uh, there's three other characters. So one of you would be Anthony and the assassin, mm. and the other would be the other All guy's right. name. Phil, uh, do you want to be Anthony and the assassin? Sure. Which and, and then you'll be Polly. I'll be Polly. Okay. Anthony and the assassin sounds like a really cute Pixar cartoon. <laughs> that, <laughs> like great. one of the ten minute ones that plays at the beginning that like I makes you weep. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it, but it's really gory, like there's John Wick. N- there's like no audio. <laughs> <laughs> it's an assassin. There's no audio or anything. Okay, here we go. Okay, good luck, guys. Go get him. Okay, interior Michael's office. Michael sits at his desk staring out of his top floor high-rise window dramatically. He's surrounded by photos of himself with important people, a president, the Pope, Robert Redford, etc. <laughs> Anthony and Polly, godfathery guys, enter. What's going on? You, you two look worried. Michael, you have to go back to being the godfather. Wait, what are you telling me? Just when I thought I didn't have to be the godfather anymore, now all of a sudden I have to be the godfather again? <laughs> if you don't do it, the Tatilia family is going to kill everyone, including us. And, and you, obviously. Anthony, Paulie, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I'm a good man. Michael, you killed your brother. That's the one bad thing I did, and for the record, I tried so hard not to be the godfather, even though everyone was so into it. <laughs> I even became a war hero in the army to avoid it. You mean the Marines? Whatever it was, it was specifically not being the godfather. I told everyone the whole time, don't look at me to be the godfather. That's not my thing. And then before I knew it, I was shooting a guy point blank in the face at dinner and watching my wife blow up in a car. Wait, where's Tom? (laughs) (laughs) Anthony drops a dead fish half wrapped in a butcher paper onto Michael's lap. What the hell is this? It's a Sicilian message. It means Tom Hagen sleeps with the fishes. No, I know what it means, but why did you have to throw it in my lap so dramatically? You could have just said, Tom is dead. You have to deliver the message to me exactly the way they intended it to be delivered? The guys that killed Tom could not have dreamt up a better scenario than you dropping this dead fish directly into my lap. Sorry, that's a good point. I'll remember that next time. Every time I smell fish, I'm going to think, oh, remember that time Anthony told me Tom was dead by throwing a fish in my lap? Anthony tosses a picture of a scary-looking thug onto Michael's desk. Who's that? Yes, this Antonio Flannoni. That's me learning letters as I go. The guy you, the guy you have to kill. The Tatali has hired him. If you don't kill him, he's gonna kill you and everybody else, including you. Why don't one of you kill this guy? I'm an accountant. Yeah, I don't have hands. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the Tatali has cut off my hands. He shows Michael his two bandaged stumps. Oh my God. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't gonna tell you. I didn't want to upset you. Michael glares at Anthony. See. Polly's considerate. He didn't plop his severed hands onto my lap and say, it's a Sicilian message. It means Polly no longer has any hands. That's a good point. I'll remember that next time. Where's this guy I'm supposed to kill? He's cleaning the window, sir. Anthony points behind Michael. Michael turns to see a man in a work jumper on a high-rise scaffolding cleaning the window from outside. You hired him to clean the windows? 
Yeah, he's in disguise. We didn't want him to know we we're on him. Michael shakes his head to himself. What's wrong? It's just, why'd you go through all the stuff with a picture of the guy and toss it on my desk if the guy is just right behind me cleaning the windows? Why don't you just walk in here and go, the guy right there cleaning the windows is trying to kill everyone? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I'll remember that next time. <laughs> Are you sure it's him? Yeah, I, I can see one of my hands sticking out of his jacket pocket. We see detached, <laughs> we see detached hands sticking out of one of the guy's jumper pockets. He just has your hands openly hanging out of his pockets? I know. Guy applies for a job with two bloody hands sticking out of his pockets in front of the guy whose hands he just cut off a few hours ago. Fine. Let's get this over with. I never thought I'd have to do this. Michael steps over to a pistol in a glass case marked, break in case you need to be the godfather. <laughs> he smashes the case, grabs the pistol, and shoots at the guy through the window. Wind and glass fly into the room violently. The wounded assassin tumbles off the scaffolding into the office. Uh, Polly yells over the wind. That's wild. <laughs> I always wonder what happened. The glass breaks on a really tall window. I guess the air pressure blows everything into the room. Yeah, that's interesting. You should remember that next time. <laughs> Michael has, the, has, has lost the gun in the wind. He wrestles with the assassin trying to choke him. Why are you doing this? You must have the wrong guy. I'm a window cleaner. Yeah, right. Nice try. Polly holds up his bloody arms. You have my hands in your pocket. These aren't your hands. These are someone else's hands. Hmm. Michael stands up. You guys are having me kill the wrong guy? Is there even a plot to kill my family? Anthony and Polly look at each other. I mean, uh, we're pretty sure there is, yeah. I mean, maybe not, though. Maybe we got bad intel. Wait, so you're telling me just when I thought I did have to be the godfather, now you're saying I don't have to be the godfather? I guess so, yeah. Sorry about that. They turn to realize the assassin has died from his bullet wound. The hands tumble out of the guy's pocket. Polly steps over and looks. Yikes. Yeah, those are not my hands by a long shot. But this guy is clearly an assassin for one of the families. If the seven hands are any indication, maybe he was cleaning windows on the side. There'll be repercussions for killing him. We need to prepare. How many times are you guys going to do this? Out, in, out, in. I can't take it. There's only one way to be free. Michael jumps out of the broken window. As he falls, we hear him scream, I'm free! A gust of wind blows Michael back into the office and into his chair and then blows the pistol back into his hand. Michael sighs heavily. Just when I thought I was dead, they blow me back in. Just like an ominous, a good ominous I like sound. It. I yeah. like it. Oh, man. Who knows? Since no one's seen it, we have no idea. No. Well, Phil, yeah. you saw it once when you were six or whatever you said. Yeah. Is that what happens? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, that's it for this podcast forever. We actually nailed one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just running it until someone nailed it. <laughs> oh, um, did Francis Ford Coppola make the third one as well? Yes, I wow. believe so. Well, I don't know if he directed it, but I'm wow. sure he... If it was any worse, they might not have let Sophia make that Lost in Translation movie. That's how nepotism works. Did I think. you like Lost in Translation? I remember liking it. I liked it. A I lot. like it a lot. I yeah. like. She does. She makes great movies. Yeah. Sometimes when people come, you know, like that kid only got this job. You're like, yeah, but they're really good at it. Yeah. yeah. Does it matter if the movie was good? Uh, yeah. I don't consider it. So you're saying her dad made The Godfather one and two? Let her do anything. Yeah. If anything yeah. permeated, it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, she's good at making a guy whisper. If you can be a director easily, you should not do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, I love Austin Translation. I love when he's whispering. I love karaoke. It's all. It's a good tone. Yeah, it's just a very good tone. I think when was, you want to feel like that, that's the movie that can make you feel exactly. Yeah, like it that. has a very unique, specific vibe to it. Sophie, if you're listening, make movies. It's and a, and uh, <laughs> whatever that champagne is, isn't there a champagne? Pink champagne. Oh, probably Sophia or something. Yeah, keep making that champagne. One or the other. Pick. Uh, well, hey, I think we're, what are we looking at on time here? I have uh, 50 or 60 more pages of this if you guys want <laughs> Yeah, to. let's keep going. 30, minutes. Okay, cool. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. The, okay, we're back. That was a very quick break. It was. Did like, anyone need to do anything? I need to leave. I got to <laughs> Next break, I got to leave. <laughs> um, we were actually on break for a couple weeks. We're we just gonna... got back to <laughs> I got some games that we're going to play here on the podcast. Okay, these are movie-related games. Can we just play these instruments whenever? You, oh, yeah. They're here to score the podcast whenever you want. I really didn't explain it. Um, it feels like we're probably the wrong time. But look, we'll no, no. That was the right time. That was a sick jam. Though. What you guys were just doing sounded like the soundtrack to the show Fargo. 
where it's just very much like rhythmic and bells. And I'm only saying that because that's the show I'm watching right now. Which which one are you on? Season two, which well, I think is the best. Yes, I love season good. two of Fargo a lot. I, I, think um, I, I don't know if I'll rewatch three and four. I've I seen them all seen once. Three and four. I yeah. started three and. It's very particular. I like when okay. I, what I like, what I really like Fargo season two especially is they take these wild like editorial, no, um, like editing choices and tone choices and stuff that just shouldn't work works. Yeah, like they do a lot of split screen, which feels sort of like college filmmaker student so type of corny, thing. Yeah, a little works. corny, but it yeah. works. And like the character names in the show are just so good. There's like guys whose last name are Kitchen. Like mm. the uh, the head <laughs> sheriff's <laughs> name is Solverson, which I'm just like, let's just fucking go. I, let's just, let's write you know this whole thing. Is that stuff goes right over my head. I did not know that, I didn't realize that there was wordplay there. Oh, I didn't realize it until se- midway through season two and there's a, his daughter is Solverson in the first season. <laughs> and so <laughs> then the second season takes place as the predecessor linear, linearly or whatever. And there's just Solverson. You see it on their name tag a hundred times. I'm like, wow. that's crazy. They solve stuff. I bet they thought about that. <laughs> like, yeah. to my head, it's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> this person, this cop is named Gunner Shoots. And <laughs> but it's it says not. something about symbolism, though, that really, I don't know why they do it, at least not in movies. I mean, Godfather was a, the one where there's so much symbolism. There's oranges always mean death. Sure. And I don't know oh, yeah. what, why. So does why shooting them to death. Is, what, what does that mean? It's a metaphor. I want uh, yeah, to. Yeah, but, what, but what, how does it help? I don't know. I, it's not, I like. I, I remember when I uh, first, I took like film classes and I had a film studies turned into like a film degree in college. And you watch these things and you realize they're doing all this other stuff for the first time. Yeah. And you don't know if it makes you enjoy movies more or less. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because you're just sitting there looking at everything. I remember right? being, here's how dumb I was in the film class. We watched like, if this this is like film, like film studies 101. So they're like, you're going to watch like eight and a half and you're going to watch like, you know, you're watching like Fellini movies and you're watching like Breathless and like all of like these hugely important to the, and I'm thinking, man, I'm glad they didn't do this. There's no symbolism in movies I like, like The Matrix. Like, oh, just yeah. like the most overtly, <laughs> yes. like obvious symbol. I'm like, nah, I like that one because there's action and that's all there is yeah. to it. Nothing deep, <laughs> no deep thinking. On there's that. no depth put into them, and no depth that will continue to grow as the directors grow into who they are as oh, people. That's funny. No, um, that's all. Like, nah, that movie's about X, just not knowing what colors mean and taking pills. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of numbers on a screen. I didn't see. The, I didn't see past Matrix two. Either could have done three, but someone's probably done that though. The Probably Matrix. Done. Um, what happens at the end? How many are there? Are there four. Wow. The the four. I, there's the three trilogy, and then the fourth one, which is all about how stupid it would be to twenty years later try and keep telling a story that you stopped telling twenty years ago, <laughs> and so it's kind of like tongue in cheek and inter- Is it really? I don't know if it's great. I liked a lot of it. I for some reason it looked like the fights didn't look good, but I thought the idea of where they're like, it's oh a, yeah, I tried to watch. There's that. like some sort yeah, of like yeah, remaking of it, and that. I'm like, at least they're acknowledging that this is a little ridiculous. Yeah, I forgot that that was just kind of recently. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. last year, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Anyways, I did. I did see some of that. But you know, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. As long, I'm glad there's not symbolism in the stuff I watch now. Mm-hmm. Um, SpongeBob, primarily. There probably isn't that. <laughs> but I, uh, I learned uh, just going through that class, and they're like. Well, because you watch like the whole semester on Hitchcock and a whole semester on Kubrick and you're watching this, all these movies on Kubrick, all of his stuff and every frame is so, he spent six months for every frame of the film. And is that okay? I mean, is that, I mean they're really good. Is it, is it a sign of illness if it's like that much? Oh like, yeah. Really, I mean, do you need to, I don't, Eat, I guess do everything you think, goes over my head so I don't, I mean, oh. that kind of stuff I don't really, if you tell me, I go, oh. You just watch it and you're obvious. like, this wouldn't have been as good if he didn't yell at Shelley Duvall for a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, you oh, she, she's sad she really and never did anything ever again. authentically abused. <laughs> you have to authentically abuse a person. The to symbolism good... here is that uh, uh, it, she's sad. <laughs> the maze is built uh, people think the maze in The Shining is symbolism for, for Jack's mind it's not the other producers built that so Shelly could hide is that true? they put her trailer yeah. in the middle so she could get some sleep because Kubrick would have to run through the maze but to see, get to her but see that seems like a good a much better reason for the maze <laughs> it's very it's practically so Shelly Duvall can take a nap <laughs> I don't know I, I wish don't, there was yeah. a visual depiction of the villain's head 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like they show the man. <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. Well, at least he didn't scream at Jack Nicholson. And you know what? He was good, too. Maybe he didn't have to scream at her. I, I heard they both screamed at her. Really? I mean, where do I hear that? I, I don't know. I, I just go, said I, it. I hang out in a lot of shining chat that, rooms. We played that clip back of you saying it a second ago, and that's where you heard it from. I heard it from myself. Dude, I heard the biggest asshole on that set was the kid, though. Yeah, real pain. He's like, just like yelling at everything. Yeah, that old lady in the hotel room was the kid in makeup. Oh, really? They don't tell you that in uh, American history books because <laughs> they don't talk about the movie enough. That's another. S- <laughs> they won't bring. Where's the American Shining in this? We listen to this whole thing. They don't talk about the Shining. Thanksgiving's only one chapter. <laughs> Nothing happened in America before uh, Jim Crow laws were abolished. That's another scene that I think about in traffic a lot is when she's laying the old ladies in the water. Oh God. Mm-hmm. The bathtub. Yeah. The yeah. bathtub. That's that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, oh, I love too. that movie. And I do like all, I think I pretty much like all of Kubrick's movies, but I don't know if under, if, if spending a semester on the depth yeah. made me like them more or less. I don't know because there's no control so group no. for me. I didn't get to watch any of them before that. I don't know if I can, if watching 2001, a space odyssey before I've, sat down right afterwards and talked about it for two hours would make me like it more or less or any difference there. I'm like a tainted sample. It's hard to know. The the suits did not age well. The The space suits? No, the suits of the, like the Neanderthal suits. Oh, I thought you meant the orange space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The suits that they're in in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's like a traveling circus. Like, if you, imagine if you showed Kubrick then just like any of Andy Serkis's work, he'd be like, this guy's a fucking genius. Like, this is (laughs) insane, which I do think he actually is because he's incredible. He plays like 80 monkeys in a movie. And then back then he's just like a, all right, we're going to spend $800 million on the fade transition from a bone to a ship. And they're like, uh, Stanley, what about the monkey suits? He's like, and eh, we'll put something together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He'll buy it. We, a little more money in those monkey I suits. I spent a lot of money good. on this Ferris wheel I make them walk in. <laughs> I actually built. It's like, we shot this whole movie in space. Now we got to make monkey suits. <laughs> That's like the, the joke about him shooting the moon landing, but he's such a perfectionist. He had to shoot it on location. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a great joke. I think about great like, uh, um, I came up with it. If you've never heard it. Um, oh, cool. any joke, dude, you're funny. Cal. Thank you. Yeah. Wait till you hear about my joke about Pringles cans and tennis balls that I came up with. Oh. Can't wait. I, uh, like you hear Christopher Nolan actually blew a bomb up for Oppenheimer. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I mean, I don't know if I'll make much? My, my more like it more or less. He blew a bomb up for who? Uh, the Oppenheimer movie <laughs> not that he a, made. Not a person. The movie. <laughs> he wanted <laughs> Christopher. I really need you. What's to do op, this. What is Oppenheimer? He's making a movie about the atom bomb and the development and like. T- so uh, he had them. Yeah, they had them. Like, and then he actually like blew up a bomb. We're gonna need an atom bomb. That's why he's yeah. like, I'm gonna need you to start another war. Because I only got one take. And. The United States is like, we're way ahead. The Pentagon's here. like, we, <laughs> we really, Nolan needs this. We don't need to know why. Yeah. We're, not, we're not reasons away from a war anymore. <laughs> but he actually blows up a bomb in it, I guess. And I'm just like, I mean, the Barbie trailer movie looks dope, too. And I don't think they actually, you know, made someone a doll. I haven't seen. I haven't. I didn't know they, they were come out the same the same day. The Barbie movie and Oppenheimer come out. Should which we is do? Like should we do a movie hop? The most serious and least serious <laughs> movie of the year. That come would out be the a fun day. double feature. That'd be a fun yeah. one, right? Oh yeah. yeah, Barbie and the bomb. Which did more damage to the earth? <laughs> uh, capitalistic society and the Barbie movie. <laughs> but he, you know, if he didn't blow it up and he just, you know, exported a video of it blow. Would I have liked the movie less? I don't know. But I think that might Probably just be not. how his brain is wired. I think he actually blew up an airport for Tenet, or like an airplane. That was a movie I didn't necessarily, I didn't really get into It didn't movie. resonate with me very yeah. much when he's, oh, because. And I love, I love his movies. Love them. Yeah. All of them but Tenet, I am a massive fan. Mm-hmm. And then you see Tenet, and everyone's like, yeah, but, you know when people try and tell you why a movie you didn't like is good? Why you're wrong? And they're like, yeah. no, no, but they actually fought backwards. And I'm like, yeah, I could tell it looked stupid. Yeah, like, did you do the- <laughs> <laughs> it looked dumb as shit. I saw Denzel Washington's son doing back somersaults for no reason. Yeah. It looked stupid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he should have shot it forwards and put it in reverse so it looked cool. It is Not like a math time. equation. It's like a math equation that you can't figure out. Yeah. Okay, well, Christopher Nolan, if you're listening, come on the pod. Please. There's no way he's listening. You don't know. Um, he wouldn't listen to this because we record digitally. He's like, sorry, I only listen to podcasts that are recorded on the audio film for IMAX. Oh, is he a real analog? Person? I think he. Oh, I think he shoots all the stuff in IMAX, and it, I mean, the stuff looks great. 
And I'm all, I don't know. Maybe I love his perfect. I don't know. He's a perfectionist. Let him do all the stuff because he makes all these movies I like. Yeah. Is it ridiculous, the methods and all that to me? Probably. But the results are kind of hard to argue with. Exactly. It's similar with, when like, Kubrick made a good movie in, like, ten genres. He's such a perfectionist. But, you know, maybe he's also, like, an abusive person. That's different. Uh, who knows? We're going to cut that part out. The abused, no. Leave That's the, true. Leave the abused part in. And say, say he abuses people. I can't argue with the results. That's what we should. The thing is, everything Kubrick did, <laughs> for, everything Kubrick did, no matter what he did, was was worth it, and no one was affected in a negative way. And that's just me, Phil Morris. Um, all right, moving on. We're gonna play some games. This first game is called Before and Afters. Get ready to play Before and Afters. How this game works is two movies have been smushed together into one. I will read you the smushed together plot. You have to guess the smushed together title. Some examples of smushed together titles would be The Wolf of Wally Street, Saving Private Silverman, uh, Fargo. Um, what's some? What do we have? The Godfather Part Third. I can't think of anything with that. Uh, City of Godfather Part Three could be one. American History X Men. American History X Men. Uh, the one doesn't have the Godfather in it, but yeah. So you give us sure. the plot, and then we give you the, and you the, guess the combined title. title yes. Of the movie. Okay. I, I have a smash together plot here. You okay. guys can work together, or you can compete. Okay. Uh, if you I want to be on the team? Score, well, let's be on the same team. Okay. All right. Cool, I was going to say, if, whoever, wins episode, get, <laughs> to, whoever wins has to edit the episode. Or gets to has to edit the episode. You just have two people trying to lose a game they barely <laughs> understand. Here we go. Before and after number one. Be- before. Oh, sorry. A green ogre in living. A green ogre living in solitude. Blah. A green ogre is living in solitude until a giant natural disaster filled with deadly fish begins spinning toward him. So it would be um, Shreknado. Do it. Say it. Shreknado. Shreknado is correct. Shreknado is correct. Uh, famously for the podcast, I had Leonard Malton and and his daughter came out here. The Maltons came on here. Really? And did uh, he? It's hard. You ever you ask Leonard Malton what movie you haven't seen? It takes a while for him to get back. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What movie haven't I seen?" And then he was he like, "He has to leave for a few he's days." He's just like he's like he <laughs> like his neck gets a boil in it from like stress of just thinking. <laughs> And he goes, they did Sharknado 2. Okay. And then halfway through the script, he goes, oh, wait, no, I've seen Sharknado 2. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny. That is And uh, he's just like, we'll keep going with the script, though. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to cut out the part where you, your script made you remember you had seen it. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Before and after number two, a 32-year-old slacker tries to prove he's ready to grow up by adopting a five-year-old to impress his ex, but is then inspired to start his own child care center with another dad. This might be ten movies. I don't know. I I don't. So I it's it's a it's a thirty two year old slacker. That would that would be, that would, uh, maybe you, me, and Dupree. I never saw it. I don't think anyone did, but it's really good. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, Tries to impress his girlfriend by adopting a five year old. Okay, that's that's one movie, huh? Oh, so that sounds like a is that like an Adam Sandler? But I was thinking, yeah, but I don't Big Daddy. No, no, because it's he doesn't do it to impress anyone. Oh, okay, maybe not. Kyle made a face. So, what's the second movie? I don't know. No, no, he's he's inspired to start his own childcare center with another father. Big Daddy Daycare. Big Daddy Daycare is nicely done. Nicely done. Unfortunately for Phil, he got that one on his own, so he is one point closer to editing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing we can can do about that. Can I do it on Audacity? (laughs) Can you import it all onto the GarageBand app for your iPhone? Uh, here we go. Number three. The fallout from a heist in Venice leads to a car chase and Mini Coopers, one of which is driven by the founder of Apple. Okay, we know this. We know this. So, the, what, the, it's Why are we jo- talking? What's that? What, what do you think? Well, the second one, is it called Jobs? What's the name of the Apple? Of Apple? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Is it called Steve Jobs? I think it's called Steve Jobs. And the first one is? Italian Steve Jobs. Okay, go ahead. Is it the Italian Steve Jobs? That is correct. The Italian nice. Steve Jobs. I like that you guys communicate like it's family feud. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Show Good me. Answer. <laughs> We're looking for Steve Harvey Oswald. Steve Harvey Oswald. Can anyone, can anyone do an impression of Italian Steve Jobs? Anybody? 
Um, go ahead. I, I, phone I, a, it, I phone in here. There we go. If they got, if you see a stylus, they they failed. Hey, <laughs> we're in the vein. Deep cut. Impression. Yeah, it is a deep. Oh, yeah. I know that one. I got I got ten styluses right here with your name on them. <laughs> Kyle stole so much money from us. That's so loud. Am I loud? <laughs> was, was I don't it know. Loud? Jake's it? head just exploded like the Mars Attacks aliens <laughs> when they hear that song. Here we go. Next one, number four. It sounded good on my headphones. I'm sorry. Number. <laughs> It sounded good on my <laughs> He's doing his own mix over here. Number four. I'm with sorry. the help of his high-tech Mach 5 automobile, a young driver attempts to become a champion, but his career is derailed when a fling becomes pregnant and gives birth to a lizard-like creature. They, the difficulty amps up. Okay. So the first like a game with the help of his high tech Mach Five. It's funny because it sounded like seven movies to me. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a Mach Five. A young driver attempts to become a champion, but his career is derailed when a fling becomes pregnant and gives birth to oh, a so lizard-like it, creature. So is it? Is it? Would it be like Ford versus Mus, Rosemary's Baby? No, but that's fun. <laughs> There's like not even a pun. It's just Ford versus Rosemary's Baby. Oh, like I could make oh, a bunch of babies in be, a row if I had. Oh, there has to be line. a pun. Yeah, or like yeah. They, they combine together in some sort of yeah, manner. Okay. Like a portmanteau. What if I don't know what any of this, either of these movies? You probably won't get it. So let's let's. So it's <laughs> a, a guy tries to win a race with a Mach Five. Is that I feel, Speed Racer? I I mean, he wants to win a race. Isn't that Ford versus Ferrari? That is. It's yeah. a lot of movies, I would say. Yeah, there's a lot of car movies out there. The Mach Five is that's a Ford, right? I don't know. Mach Five, uh, Bullet. Bullet, doesn't he have a Mustang? Yeah, but he's not trying to win a race, though. Will, he's racing the cops. You guys have really seen like the same movies. This is incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never yeah. even heard of Bullet. And you guys like, okay, yeah, the plot to Bullet, the movie I we all think still, about. If you haven't heard of Bullet and you haven't seen E.T., I don't know if you've ever seen a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two. Mm-hmm. From Bullet to E.T., <laughs> memoirs right. of a viewer. <laughs> The history of cinema from it's, bullet to it's E-T. bullet b u l l e dot t dot. <laughs> Do we get like a lifeline? Or? Uh, you said there were one of them. That's I your see. lifeline. Oh, okay. We said one of them, so I think it's Ford. It's Speed Racer. Okay. Oh, Speed Racer. It's Speed Racer. And then it's a, a lizard-like baby becomes pregnant and gives birth to a lizard-like creature. I don't know that one. Speed Speed Racer Head. Speed Eraser Head is yes, correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great job. Here we go. 17 more. <laughs> uh, where do we go? One, two, three, four. We got three left. Okay. These ones, um, it gets a little weirder. Right. A young boy who lost his father in 9-11-2001 is convinced that his dad left a final message somewhere in the city, a message for a family of superheroes who are living mundane lives now that being super is banned by the government. So this would be what's the one where there if you're a, a hero is it X Men what's the one where if you if you are a superhero you're like banned I don't know so let's 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 is think it the through. Incredibles let's think it through all <laughs> it's right just, it's just the, that's the plot to the Incredibles <laughs> <laughs> the thing people don't remember about the Incredibles is it's very nine eleven centric yeah, yeah. so because the government's like you could have. I think talking about 9-11 is the best thing we could do on this comedy podcast. It's certainly on the bingo board. <laughs> so it's a it's a guy. So his dad left a message for him. I don't think I saw that movie. Is that the is that the one with Tom Hanks and the kid? Okay. Incre- it's like something close. And my God, it's a weird-ass title, too. It's, but it's got a little kid plugging his ears. I know what this Jake, is. Jake, do you know? Extremely loud and incredibly close. Extremely loud and the Incredibles close. Correct. Extremely loud and the Incredibles close. Great. I like going to Thank the you. gallery there with Jake. Let's do one where we combine it with Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Extremely Loud and Glenn Close. It's a movie I'm working on where she That's yells. That's great. I like okay. it. Um, Three hours long. <laughs> we got two more. Dos Moss. Thank you, Jake. A nine-year-old gets sold into servitude and grows into an incredibly influential Japanese hostess until a giant natural disaster fills with dead, filled with deadly fish spins toward her. Shreknado. No. No, what was, the first one was... Say it one more time. A sorry. nine-year-old gets sold into servitude and grows into an incredibly influential Japanese hostess. I don't 
all until a giant natural disaster filled with deadly fish spins its way toward her. It sounds like three plots. It's Sharknado is the second one because it's a callback. I'm in. I'm taking improv class. I'd be so great if there were two franchise movies that were about deadly fish. In, <laughs> there's I, a there Armageddon and Deep Impact there for Sharknados. <laughs> there's Sharknado, and then there's a Hammerhead to Cane. So sold into servitude. I don't know that one. I know. I, I really want to know it. Jake. No. Okay. All right, guys. We're looking for memoirs of a gay Sharknado. <laughs> memoirs of a gay Sharknado. Okay. Rolls it. off the tongue. We got one more. All right. This one's the hardest one. Mm. After a diamond heist goes badly, one of the group, an American grifter, seduces a lawyer to locate and steal plans for the giant looming weapon created by the Empire. After a diamond heist goes badly, one of the group, an American grifter, seduces a lawyer to locate and steal plans for the giant looming weapon created by the Empire. A giant diamond goes missing. After a diamond heist goes badly. <laughs> so strike back, strikes back, right? So okay. something that rhymes with something American Grifter seduces a lawyer to locate and steal plans for the giant looming weapon created by the Empire. So this is Empire Strikes Back. Or it could be, I guess it could be Return of the Jedi. I think it's Empire Strikes Back. Didn't both the two sequels, there was just another Death Star that they had this? <laughs> This, yeah, I mean, they had like 17 death stars at this point. Yeah. Uh, I figured one would be like a death moon. <laughs> Could you read it three more times? After a time, I go to Yeah. One of the group in American Grifter no, seduces I, a lawyer. I don't like you said it. We, you guys know, we, we given on this one? Diamond heist, American Grifter. What's a, I mean, a diamond heist would be uh, Ocean's... Ocean's uh, 12? I don't know. What, no, I don't know what the Diamond Heist... Oh, maybe Diamond Heist was... Uh, oh, is it, uh, is it that, that uh, Sean Connery movie with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones? No. Is it another callback? Is it the no, this one is. Show? This is this is like a complete next-level difficult one. Oh, okay. Um, Jake, is, Jake is giving a gesture over here like you might know. Is it Paper Moonful? It is not. Uh, we are looking for A Fish Called Rogue Wanda. Wow. Oh, Amazing. A fish a called Rogue That's One. That's funny. Da. Every Star Wars movie, except for the first one, is them trying to stop the Death Star from being but built this or one steal is about plans. getting them plans. I do love Rogue One, though. It was a good Me movie. Too. That one is so good. It's a great one off. It was, um, it was so good, it has prompted too much. But what's your favorite? <laughs> Dude, it's not special anymore, like the Star Wars movies. I know. You know? There's yeah. too many of them. But Am I still too loud? Did you, no, you're have you seen Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. So, I actually have seen. I'm not completely... I've seen a lot of Star Wars. What, did you see the first one that came out in 1977? Yes. I watched them all... What's your favorite ...pretty one? concurrently. I think Rogue One is my favorite one. Because I suck, I get to see them all and nothing, none of them were ever new to me. Or none of them were ever yeah. first. Yeah. Um, I think that A New Hope is not that great. It's I my, think it's my favorite uh, one. Return I, of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back are really great. I would put New Hope... Oh, I guess Rogue One... Um, then I guess I would go if it, order they came out would be like two, three, one. All the prequels kind of blend together to me, where they're like, a, I think it's a cool story idea that was executed in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the newer ones, I liked Ryan Johnson's one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of them, I don't like what any of them did to the story, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was very odd how they were like, I don't like when people keep coming back because then deaths don't matter. Right. And that's what Star Wars lost me Absolutely. on. Is like when everyone keeps coming back. And I also don't like the gripe I once again as someone who consumed them all pretty much at the same time. I don't like I loved the idea that anyone could be important and then the last most recent one was like just kidding that's Pal- she's Palpatine's granddaughter or whatever. Like it was like just kidding cuz she was sort of a nobody. I liked that about Ray. Right, yeah, it's like all all about this uh, Anyone could be anything. And then at the very last one I was like, we just kidding. You got to be like born. Got to be good. royal. <laughs> yeah. But I think that a lot of them are very fun and I think the first 3 are like a Harrison Ford showcase of being really good. That guy, if he yeah. sticks with it. Yeah, it worked <laughs> He's got out. A career. It worked out. But you New Hope's your favorite one? It is. Yeah. But I saw it, you know, when in the theater sure. as a kid. I would say that there in is 1932. A... <laughs> when Harrison Ford was in that train coming at the screen, and we all ran out of the theater. <laughs> um, but it is very fun. 
It made me... This is going to sound so stupid. I saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie the other night. How was it? Awesome. Yeah. Like, everyone watching the movie was like, this is good, right? Like, we, like <laughs> are we, we all are here because we, we have A-list. Or were you watching like it really kind of good. ironically? Like, this will be bad? Just watching it to go see... People had told me it was good. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really, really good. It felt like the adventure in like A New Hope, where it's sort of, it's kind of light, mm-hmm. and it felt a little bit like Monty Python, where there's like a lot of like jokes making fun of the thing that is happening, but it all still sort of play. I'm like blown away at how good it was. That's awesome. And but how I felt watching A New Hope, I was like, this isn't as serious as people made this out to be, to me. Mm-hmm. But people take Star Wars seriously. But that's like a lighthearted romp. The first, and then the, movie, the movies get more serious and, and everything. But yeah, a new hope is kind of like doo, doo, boo, 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 look at the funny. Well, guys. it's funny because the the new hope I think was meant to be a, a throwback to uh, science fiction from when George Lucas was a kid. Okay, there's a lot of re- there's a, there's a lot of uh, you know get into the garbage compact a fly boy. You sure. Know? So it's like it's sort of like this retro idea, like an homage to these uh, these yeah this idea of what he thought sci-fi was as a kid. But then the rest of the movies are just, I mean, they're good. Yeah. They're just, they're just derivative of that. I love when something doesn't have to explain something to you. Yeah. And I love that he does that in star Wars. That thing's called that because of that. Oh, that band is that because of that. Oh, the mood in here is this because that's how it is. I think that that's what total tangent John wick does really well is they're not like, and here's an hour on what these the continentals yeah. <laughs> are and why because there's so much odd behavior in it that's particular these coins get you in it yeah. doesn't matter that's what and i like the, that yeah. about the the older star wars the first original trilogy they're very much just like this is just the world you know what i mean this guy looks like this and acts like this because of this yeah and we don't need to explain everything there's a turtle man okay right. i love it <laughs> all right we're gonna take another quick break we'll be right back we got a couple more games and we're out of here could i time give me a time code on there uh, 51 holy crap Let's go back and punch that one up, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we're back. We got a couple more games, and we're out of here. This game is pretty new to the podcast. This game is called What's in the Boxed. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? Who's in the box? <laughs> Dude, that was great. What's in the fucking box? Thank you. This is... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so good. Thank you very much. I made that in Garage Dude, Band. I need to make it a little louder because it's much quieter than the rest. This is called What's in the Boxed. How this works is, uh, are you both familiar with Letterboxd, the website? No. It is a website. It's like a social media film reviewing site. So okay. anyone can make reviews and they write the reviews for any movie and you rate them. It's sort of, you know, just feels like an early internet website. That's what I like okay. about it, where a website just did one thing instead of trying to link you to everything. Anyways. Gotcha. Everyone's on here reviewing it. I would say it's youth driven. Like Gen Z, I would say, is driving a lot of the reviews on this website. How this works is I'm going to read you five reviews from a movie. They will get progressively more obvious what the movie is. You have to guess what movie it's for. Okay. You're only allowed one guess. The more you listen to, the less points you gain. So that's so you know, you guess immediately it's worth five. Then you guess four, then it's three points, then it's two, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Christian, I asked you who your favorite actor was because I wanted the category for this movie. All of these are Colin Farrell movies. Okay. These are all going to be Colin. I love Colin Farrell. I might not know all of his movies. but Oh, that's okay. Know. We only got four. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm going to read you. Well, you. Like I said, you only get one guess, and then once you guessed it, you, you're done. So you could be, you both get a guess. Okay, cool. All right. So here we go. What Colin Farrell movie are these reviews for? And you, you can guess or you can give me For five points. Much better with subtitles on. Mm. Four and a half stars. Could be all of them. <laughs> but in, in Bruges. It is not in Bruges. Oh, damn, I was going to say that. Um, here we go. Fuck. Phil, you, are, you, you have a guess here. You can listen to however many you want. Oh, well, I know what it was. It's the most recent one. Uh, it was Banshees. Next review, Little Fella, four stars. It's not in... Wow, there's a little... Damn. You want to guess, Phil? You want to keep listening? Oh, Little Fella would be in Bruges. This is all still the same movie, not in Bruges. Yeah. See? Next one. I think the fact that I watched this in the span of 33 days took away from the viewing experience, but the <laughs> acting was good. Three and a half stars. <laughs> Phil, any guesses? I have no idea. The Lobster. Nope. <laughs> Christian, you are eliminated from guessing. <laughs> For two points, I will not leave my donkey outside. What? Okay, Banshees, Banshees of Inisherin. It is. Phil is. It gets two points. 
Christian, you hear that one right away. I'll give you three. I points. never saw it. Three to three. <laughs> Did you guys see it? Was it good? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. Um, That's all. Moving on. Here we go. What Colin Farrell movie is this? And you can you can guess whenever you only get your one. Imagine directing this. Four and a half stars. This this is like one of my all time favorite reviews. The score sounds like a sad dramatic v- version of Nintendo Wii theme music. I'll say Minority Report. It is not Minority Report, but I do love that movie. Okay. The Lobster. It is The Lobster. Ah! One, two, three, four. <laughs> four points. Here's the other reviews. Part of me dislikes this film because it makes me feel uncomfortable, but the other part of me loves this film because it has the power to make me feel aforementioned uncomfortable. The Lobster. It's still The Lobster, and here's the other reviews for it. The Grand Budapest Hotel for people who listen to Mitski, which I think is a great review of <laughs> okay, the, lobster, the Lobster and Couples Goals. <laughs> 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 All right, we got two more movies. What Colin Farrell movie is this a review for? The peak cinematic example of saying peak cinema on the internet. Minority Report. It is not. <laughs> Phil eliminated one again. The peak cinematic... The peak cinematic example of saying peak cinema on the internet. Here we go for four points. Do we really need another one of these fucking movies? I guess I'll watch it, and I just watched it. Yes, we do. Oh, God, we needed this one. Five stars. For three points. Oh. You want to guess? Uh, for three points. Was on character, they say the name, was on their side for probably way too much of the movie, even a little bit into the arena scene, but then he lost me. Oh, Troy? It is not Troy. All right, you're both back in. Black Panther for people who listen to Disintegration by The Cure and Unknown Pleasure by Joy Division for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one's going to get away. A cab, all cops are bats. Oh, uh, Batman. It, the, is, the, it the, is the, the Batman. The Batman. This is the, the Batman. I love the review, was on the Riddler's side for probably way too much of the movie. <laughs> Even <laughs> a little bit the into Batman. the arena scene, but then he kind of... Well, in the arena scene, he's mowing people down with a rifle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when they finally lost whoever that was a little bit. Uh, that is a movie where the, the Riddler's like explaining his plot, and you're like, yeah, I mean, I would, I would kind of be that mad. Is he the Riddler? Uh, no, this? Paul Dano is the Riddler. He's the okay. Penguin. You haven't seen... Uh, no. Colin Farrell is the Penguin in the most insane makeup. Yeah. He looks nothing like himself. That's But wild. he's so good in it. It was very And the Batman's real good. It is. All right, final Colin Farrell movie. <clears throat> what Colin Farrell movie is this review of? One of the most three and a half star movies to ever exist. Three and a half stars. Minority Report. No, none of them are Minority <laughs> Report. It's your favorite movie, um, the mi- lobster. It is not. We did the lobster already. <laughs> oh. oh, we're not repeating him. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, all right, here we go. The lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he likes it in there. Three and a half stars. Oh, I know. Too I, late. You can't guess uh, again. I know. You, you did your bit and now you're Can out. Can I rhyme it out? No, you did your bit and you're eliminated. Was it a funny bit, though? No. Oh, It'll shit. be cut out of the episode. That's the problem. <laughs> For three points, this is what it feels like when you can't order food delivery online. He's in a glass case of emotion. Come on now. Come on. I might not have seen this And the this last movie. one says, now your phone would just say spam likely. Oh, God damn it. I, I don't think I've seen the movie. Can I say it now? Yeah. It's Minority Report. It is not. It is Phone <laughs> Booth. I know. We are looking for Phone Booth. Keeper Sutherland? I don't know. I haven't seen Phone Booth. Oh, yeah. I think Didn't I have. Oh, you haven't? That's like old one. That was pretty no. fun. I, right. I need to see it. Uh, Yeah. It's like a bottle movie. Is he the main character? He's in a phone booth Dude, the whole movie. <laughs> I'm, I it's mean, like, it's like just, it's gonna be if you my like Colin movie. Farrell and you don't like and you like standing still, you're gonna love. It actually is pretty good. It was good. It's a really really good. It one of the reviews for Phone Booth was it's between Phone Booth and Triple X for what movie is the most 2003 thing to ever exist. <laughs> and these it is like just, so um, accurate. It is. Jake, have you seen Phone Booth before? Yeah, I love Phone Booth. It's yeah, great, it's right? It's I'm very gonna watch much, it tonight. He just picks up a phone. And gets involved in like a crazy hostage situation <laughs> on accident. Like it's very good, and it's all Colin Farrell, and he is incredible. He's yeah, just I acting in a phone booth. All right, fucking fourteen-year-old Phil loved that movie. It all was right. good. Uh, yeah. Our last game we're going to play here is called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad Is Describing, having only watched a trailer and never having heard of the movie The Game. Okay. It's funny. I, there's a game on okay. uh, my podcast. That's okay. Yeah. Not okay. dissimilar from this. It's called Kyle's Dad. Okay. <laughs> 
guess what of his kids Kyle's dad is describing, having never actually met the kids. But I did it. I didn't know about yours. Um, that's okay. All right, how this game works is my dad watches a movie trailer and describes what's happening. He's not been to a movie theater since Space Jam 1. He hasn't wow. been to a movie theater so long, I've had to add one to the end of the description of Space Jam. Wow. Um, so I'm going to play him describing the trailer. You have to guess what movie it's a trailer for. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, the movie is rated R. He's driving to college in Alabama. Wait. Now he's in jail. They're making their phone call. <laughs> Only one man can save them. And luckily, he knows the guy. He's been studying since law school for years. Now someone is asking if he's heard of grits. That's a funny suit to wear in court. He fell down hitting his car. Is she a hostile witness? He will surely find out. Seems fun. My cousin Vinny? It is yeah. my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And the winner of editing today's podcast after it's over. Uh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. I feel, it's an honor. Um, great. Just make sure you get that exported small enough. For the I have to put it on reel to reel. <laughs> then we'll get Christopher <laughs> Nolan to listen. Uh, Christian, thank you for being here. Let Thanks everyone know uh, where to find you. Let them know about Valley Heat. Uh, talk to them about anything you'd like to let them know about. Anything talk to them about Valley Heat. The people Heat? listen. Anything you want oh, to Oh, hey, about. listen. Check it out. It, Valley Heat. It's about the Rancho Equestrian District. And if you're interested in a, a neighborhood in Burbank, you should uh, give it a... It's the only time I've ever done this before. Really? Yeah. Plug, plug it's in. great. It's yeah. a great podcast. It's very fun. Thanks. You guys listen to it. There'll be a, a, a link in the description to go check it out, and I will have talked about it at the beginning of the podcast as well. Or don't. Valley Don't Heat. check it out. You can check it out on Starburns Audio. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is it too, it too soon to... to uh, you can check it out on Starburns Audio. If you don't know what Starburns Audio is, it's a Dropbox at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a multi-access shared Dropbox file. It's um, a joke only for people... Who were with Starburns. Yeah. Folks. All right. Thank you guys so much. Phil, thank you for being here as well. Thank you. If you'd like anyone to follow you anywhere, let them know if you're online, Phil. Uh, I have an Instagram. I am Phil Morris. Great. That's it. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you guys very much for listening. Oh, I do have to give a shout out. Our before and afters. I forgot to give a shout out during the game. The titles of our before and afters were written by fans of the podcast on Discord. If you want to submit titles and submit before and afters and any other story, stuff like that, Go to fart.kyleairs.com and you'll get a link to our message board on Discord. Got to give a shout out to Ovid. No. Got to give a shout out to Ovid you said Somni. We could... You can do it anytime. I just felt like I'm trying to reenact uh, Dances with Wolves over here. Um, <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Don't you know that you are my friend? <laughs> Ovid Somni, Cheez-Its Christ, Musubi, Musibu, sorry, and Shway, a.k.a. K, and Corey. Thank you for those titles. Thank you for Shreknado. Thank you for Memoirs of a Gay Sharknado. I love those ones very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. That is it for myself. That is it for Christian. I want to thank British Jake for producing this episode for us out here in our temporary studio. And, uh, you know, thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out Valley Heat Podcast at valleyheatpodcast.com. Find me in Akron this weekend. You can go to RubberCityComedyFestival.com for tickets there. And once again, May 22, I'm running a sort of real, kind of fake, very fun movie trivia, SecretMovieClub.com. Tickets, all that stuff at KyleAyers.com. Find me online at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and Twitter. Kyle Ayers Things on TikTok. Never seen it show on Instagram and Twitter. Patreon.com slash it if you want to get early episodes, ad-free episodes, I got a whole different podcast called Make Laugh and, you know, just more stuff going on over there. Thank you guys very much. Uh, You know, have a wonderful day.